What would it be like if you were able to think in such a way that just by the very nature of you asking yourself questions, you could let go of years of suffering? In this episode, we're going to be continuing our series on the intentions and delusions, where we will be discussing understanding versus control. This story is always very important when discussing this topic. And if you've listened to this podcast, you've probably heard it many times. And if you haven't, this story has been responsible for many breakthroughs with different listeners and clients. There was once a farmer, and this farmer had one horse in a humble little town. While he was farming one day, the gate had opened up and the horse, his only horse, had run away. Now, everybody in the town was very tight-knit and knew everybody's business, knew each other. And so when this happens, the townspeople went to the farmer and they said, I can't believe your only horse ran away. This is such bad luck. And the farmer looked at the people and he said, maybe. The next day, the horse had come back and had brought with it 10 horses from the wild. And so now the farmer, instead of having only one horse, had 11 horses. And this was going to be really awesome for his farming, it was going to make things a lot easier. It was going to make things a lot more profitable. And so the townspeople rushed over to the farmer again. They said, look at this. Look at this beautiful abundance and this gift that you got. You have all these horses. This is such good luck. This is such a good fortune. And the farmer simply said, maybe. The next day, the farmer's son was riding one of the wild horses, attempting to tame it. And the horse threw his son off of his back and he landed in a bad way that actually broke his leg. And so that day, the townspeople came to see the farmer's son, and they wanted to make sure that he was getting well, and they said to the farmer, this is such bad luck. I'm so sorry that your son broke his leg. The farmer looked at them, and he simply said, maybe. A couple weeks later, a war had broken out in the region, and the army was going around drafting young men to fight in this bloody and gruesome war. And so they came to the farmer's house, and because the farmer's son had his leg broken, he couldn't go out to fight and risk his life in this war. And so he was able to actually stay back and not have to be there. And so the townspeople rushed over, and they said, this is such good news. This is such a blessing that your son doesn't have to go and fight in this war. Such good luck. And the farmer looked, and he simply said, maybe. Now what's really important in our lives is to realize that although, like we discussed in the previous episode when we talked about the Four Noble Truths, that the root of suffering is attachment, it is important to realize exactly what we are actually attaching to. If there is a presence of suffering in your life, it is indicating that there is an attachment to thought, an attachment to a specific thought or perception about how you're viewing the world. Now, the reason being is because the mind is always looking for problems. The mind is always trying to close loops instead of fully understanding what's going on. One of the reasons being is because many people are afraid of uncertainty. Many people shy away from uncertainty and need some form of reassurance all the time. But the thing is, this compulsive need for reassurance and this compulsive need to close the loop of understanding actually can be detrimental to us. One of my big inspirations in my personal development journey and in the philosophy of Zen Stoic, and specifically this intention and delusion set, came from the book, The Four Agreements. The Four Agreements, the second agreement is not to take anything personally. So 
we, the only way that we're actually able to take things personally is by thinking it, by actually deciding internally that something is about us. And so if we take something personally, we actually end up creating more suffering. So when things happen in our lives, if we decide to make up a story and say that this is happening to me, or this is why my life is unfair, this is why I can't do whatever it is that I want to do in life, then we are taking something personally. If we are instead trying to close the loop of understanding, in other words, we haven't clarified what has happened, the third agreement in the four agreements is not to make assumptions. And so most of the time, what we're doing, anytime we come up with beliefs that are limiting or stories that disempower us, we're making an assumption about how life is rather than actually looking at it for what it is, rather than actually being curious and asking questions. So what's really important about this intention and delusion set is that it's all about thinking. So the intention of understanding is a way of thinking, the delusion of control is a way of not thinking. Now, the most fundamental way to understand this intention and delusion set is to realize that control is making statements. Understanding is asking questions. So when we are engaging in the delusion of control, we're not actually thinking. We are often regurgitating things that our mind has adopted, stories that our mind has adopted, belief systems that our mind has adopted from the outside world in order to draw conclusions about what we're actually experiencing. And what this does is this prevents us from actually learning anything because we're going into situations with an already made up conclusion or story about how things are. Now, oftentimes, control is the domain of beliefs. And our beliefs are essentially not necessarily truth or facts in, in reality, but our beliefs are glorified assumptions. They are assumptions that we are essentially injecting a lot of emotional energy into, and we are having a sense of conviction as to what these things are. So the thing about beliefs is that anytime that you create a belief, you are actually going to unconsciously make yourself want to prove it over and over and over again. So anytime we believe something, we seek out in our reality that which makes it true. So when we are engaging in the delusion of control, we're not actually thinking, we're just regurgitating and repeating stories and belief systems that we've picked up along the experience of our lives. And a lot of these stories and belief systems that we've picked up and things that we actually engage in that we have convictions about are not actually ours. We picked them up from parents, teachers, friends, family, and a lot of them didn't even get picked up consciously. A lot of them actually got picked up during the imprint period of life, according to Morris Massey's work, from the ages of zero to seven, which that's when your mind is like a sponge and you're just absorbing everything. You're just a feeling being who has no sense of reason or logic and you're just absorbing information at a rapid rate. So as we absorb information and we learn how to be a human and how to live in society, we're also picking up people's beliefs. We're picking up beliefs, again, from school, from family, from religious organizations, from the media, from TV shows. And as we're bringing all of this in, we're writing this story about who we are in our lives. We're writing the story about what we're capable of. We're writing a story about what's possible and what's not possible. And every single one of those things is a belief system. And all of those fall under the delusion of control because they have us forget to think. And instead of forgetting to think, we can engage in the intention of understanding, which understanding is to lead with a sense of curiosity. It is to move into life asking questions versus making statements. 
It is having an intention to learn something, to expand our understanding, to expand our viewpoint and our perspective of life. If we have a very limited understanding, if we have a very limited identity, in other words, then we engage in the delusion of control because we're not thinking, we're just simply acting in accordance with the identity beliefs and the different belief systems that we've been taught and that we've adopted. And so one way to practice understanding is simply to begin by asking questions. One of my favorite quotes on this topic actually comes from Keith Cunningham. Now, Keith Cunningham has been teaching business and business principles for decades. And he is my go-to guy whenever I want to understand more about business and how to think about business in a, in a more impactful and important way. And Keith has an entire book, and this is a book that I use with a lot of my private coaching clients, which is called The Road Less Stupid. And the entire book is a book about thinking, about thinking about different areas of business. Now, the funny thing is, is that it doesn't just apply to business, but it applies to life, is engaging in what is called thinking time. It is the ability to pause and reflect and actually think about things by asking new questions. So when we're engaging in the intention of understanding, when we're engaging in, in the experience of thinking in our lives, what we're actually doing is we are asking ourselves new questions. And a quote, the quote that I was referencing before from Keith Cunningham is, anytime that you make a statement, you convince your brain into thinking that whatever you've just said is a fact. Whereas when you ask a question, you open up possibility for understanding and tell your brain that this is something that could be solved or learned. And so just by turning things into a question, you can actually create a lot of freedom in your life. And one of the most important default questions that I like to ask actually comes from the work of Byron Katie, which is, is this true? Is this thought that I'm thinking actually true? Is, can I absolutely know that it's true? And just by asking those questions, if you just stop and think to yourself, is this actually true? Can I absolutely know that it's true? You'll notice that that belief suddenly loses its power because the presence of suffering in our lives comes from the attachment to these thoughts that we have. And just by checking in to ask if it's true can be a really powerful way of letting go of a thought. Just that alone for some people, that realization breaks the hold that that thought might have on them. So if somebody says something like, I'm not enough or I'm not worthy, and you just ask yourself the question, is that really true? Can I absolutely know that that's true? That can break the spell that that thought holds on you. And that can bring you out of control into understanding. Because people seek to control what they cannot understand. They seek to control based on a limited identity that they have, based on limiting belief systems that they have adopted through their life and not even realize it. So the practice of journaling is really good when it comes to practicing the intention of understanding because through journaling, you can ask yourself questions. You can give yourself prompts. One of the most powerful ways to coach yourself out of problems is by having an effective means of asking questions, by being endlessly curious about the things that are going on in your life. In fact, the Stoics practice a deep sense of self-reflection and character examination by asking themselves questions through practicing this intention of understanding. So we want to remember that with the intentions and delusions set, anytime we're trying not to think, so anything that we're doing not to think, we are actually engaging in the delusion of control. So for instance, someone says to themselves, I'm not enough. Now, I'm not enough is a very common limiting belief system that many people share, mainly because it resides in the collective unconscious and it is a hurdle that 
most people in life need to jump over and need to overcome this idea of I'm not enough. If you're saying to yourself, I'm not enough, maybe that's the thought. And instead of asking yourself the question, is that actually true? Or what if I am enough? Or not enough for who exactly? In other words, getting curious about it. And if, if instead of asking questions and examining that unchecked assumption, if instead of doing that, you just go into a downward spiral, spiral of negative feeling, now you're using feeling instead of thinking. If instead of actually asking yourself the question, what if that's not true? Or can I absolutely know that that's true? If instead of asking yourself a question, you go and you start working on something to prove your worth, to prove how enough you actually are. Now you're doing instead of thinking. If you just go and you start trying to uh, brag to somebody else about how good you are and about all your accomplishments and about how smart you are, now you're expressing instead of thinking. And so thus you're still engaging in that delusion of control. And once again, if you just go into an experience of being where maybe you just sit in nature or if you're meditating instead of thinking, so you say I'm not enough and then you decide to meditate instead, now you're using being instead of thinking. So either way, we're disengaging and we're keeping ourselves controlled by our own belief system. This is how people put themselves into their own personal matrix and the best thing about it is, is that you have the key to unwind it simply by asking questions and going into the intention of understanding. So just to recap, understanding is a way of thinking where you engage in life by leading with a sense of curiosity, leading with an intention to learn something and expand your perspective, whereas control is coming in with already preconceived or preconcluded belief systems, which in other words, creates contraction and constriction in your life experience. And in the next episode, we're going to be talking about discipline versus expediency, which is a way of doing and a way of not doing. When we talk about discipline versus expediency, this is how we get into meaningful action versus when we try to cut corners and not do.